0: What's up, football fans? Time for another STP Snap Tackle Pod. I'm Mick Schaefer from KSHB 41 This is Deion Claso Preps KC. We are here to talk about high school football in and around the Kansas City metropolitan area, Kansas and Missouri. Two states, that's it. No, no hat this week, Deon. What are we doing?
1: No, no hat this week playoffs.
0: Playing. All right, We need uh, playoffs, playoffs gonna stay uniform, little, yeah,
1: well, we need to stay a little neutral in playoffs. Yeah, you, know, you can
0: oh uh, it's true. You
1: know, you don't want to see him, and it's kind of it's one of those things that you know, you know, so many coaches and, and there's a lot of good guys who are head coaches and they're playing each other now. And like I'm interviewing for my radio show, it's like, yeah. hey, good luck. But, uh, you know, good luck to, to the guy across the way too. And, and it's it's a lot of these where the, these guys know each other so well. They're they're kind of friends. And it's like they really wish they weren't playing each other at any level. You know, until yeah. they'd like to meet in the state championship if they could.
0: I mean, but- it's it's easier um, in, during the state championship week. Right where most of oh, the time yeah, most of yeah. the time it's going to be a local team taking on a non-local team so you just be fanboy on yeah. that stuff
1: yeah so i mean we definitely want to get as many you know titles back here to the Kansas City metro and um, that's kind of the way that goes there but this this next couple of weeks is is brutal you'd see guys with good teams and good players and they're going home and other teams are playing and and it's just the way it is and that's yeah. the beauty of playoff football and also it's sad because a lot of these kids are stepping off the field for the last time
0: um, well, a lot of them stepped on the field for the last time last week. Yes. We are down to half the teams in Kansas and Missouri, roughly in the bigger classes uh, that are left. A couple of maybe surprising wins or some eyebrow-raising wins, but we talked about it. It's kind of the, kind of the worst week of football. Not kind of, it is every year. So a lot of times that doesn't uh, you know, lend itself to uh, a lot of those upsets. But I thought on the Kansas side, a the south, had a good win, probably not one that you expected over Blue Valley North. If you're just kind of like a casual high school football fan, but you and I knew they were good enough to make that a game. And not only did Old Lake the South beat Blue Valley North, they beat them with the backup quarterback. Their starting quarterback's been out for the past few weeks.
1: Yeah, and they did a really good job on defense. And and Blue Valley North has, you know, they lost six in a row to end the season. And if you that told was me in week three that you know they'd lose in overtime. After giving up a lead against a Lee Summit North team that is looking really, really, really good at this point. And then, yeah, not- you
0: thought the first loss, like, okay, that's fine. Two great teams, you can drop that game. But somewhere along the way, it felt like maybe they got broken.
1: Yeah. And, and, and you know, Makai Miller got hurt there and missed the last few games. Somebody's like, well, Miller's hurt. So that's it. No, they had four guys with 600 yards receiving. There were plenty of targets for Henry Martin. They just, their yep. running game never developed. Uh, their defense, which was probably a question mark coming in. Um, became a liability probably because they weren't scoring as much and they had to try and slow people down. And then they get into a wind and rain game with a team like Olathe South that was fine with that. They didn't throw a pass to like yeah, the last exactly. drive, of this drive of the game and hit a great pass to do it. I mean, it was a, a fantastic touchdown to take the lead back, but they led most of that game. I mean, Blue Valley North scored late or midway through the fourth quarter to get that lead. And then Olathe South came back. So Craig Lewis, great win for him, a guy who's been around for a long time and you know, coach to Truman, was a head coach of Truman, and on the staff at Stanley, and then a late to South. And, you know, if he gets some players, he's a pretty good coach. I mean, his teams are always prepared and ready to go, and um, good to see him get that win. But now they've got Blue Valley Northwest. He had a great quote after the game. It's like, well, they're state championship caliber, so we're going to play it like it's state championship. like it's a
0: state championship game, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, there was a bit of house money they were playing with because, you know, midway through the season, if you said, hey, you're going to knock off Blue Valley North. That being said, they were a higher seed. Uh, so
0: technically, seed-wise, yes.
1: seed it wasn't that great of an upset, but uh, no, it's a, a good good win for that team, definitely.
0: Yeah, and there was only, in 5A and 6A in Kansas, there was only one seeded upset on the east side in 5A and 6A, Yeah, uh, and that was Blue Valley Southwest beating Leavenworth— Team they'd already beaten it's you not really a team that already beaten and not really that, you know, not an upset. It's I, just uh, by circumstance playing in the EKL, you weren't going to be seated very high if you were a blue Valley. And, and,
1: and I'll say this, I was surprised by the score. I actually thought Leavenworth might win the game them. there Yeah, and they hammered them and, they, and they're playing really well. Um, and I think they're, should have taken a little more lead from um, Mr. Anthony Ork, the coach at Southwest, when he's like, well, we got this guy back. We got that guy back. We got this guy back. We got They've that been guy hurt.
0: Back. Exactly. They popped <laughs> some guys back. and It, it, it paid off. You, you saw them.
1: Sometimes they're telling you exactly what the issues have been. Yes. And you got yeah, right to so pay attention to like, oh, they're a little banged up. Let's see. They, they're they probably ready to go now. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, good one for them. 37 to 7 over Leavenworth. Hey, hats off to Leavenworth. Great season for them. Eddie McLaughlin, their outstanding quarterback, uh, had a great season. So uh, good things, you know, if Leavenworth can get players, and sometimes it hit or miss with the base there, you know, you get mm-hmm. kids moving in and moving out, and, and, yeah. and that's the kind of thing. If they can get players, Coach Station and his staff do a good job, I think.
0: All right, let's talk about uh, the Missouri side last week. Blue Springs almost pulling off the upset of the year. Yeah. Falling to Liberty North by, you know, a lot of people's accounts, the best team, my account, your account, probably the best team in the Kansas City metro area falling by three to Liberty. North. That, that would have been a colossal upset.
1: Yeah. And had led three different times. I mean, they kind of, three nothing, oh. got a touchdown and they kind of traded the lead back and forth. And um, you know, I think that the, there's, there's a few factors at play here. One blue Springs has talent um, probably a little bit better than the talent doesn't match up with their performance and their record. Um, so they came up short in what they probably could have been. Uh, and then, two, they made a great play early on. Ike Ziyagu, uh, converted a bas- kid who was playing basketball as a sophomore on a standout team a couple of years ago, is now an outstanding defensive end slash tight end athlete for them. And he takes a screen pass, kind of bats it up in the air like he's rebounding something. You're blocking a shot, takes it back for a pick six, and that kind of got them going. And, and you know, the, the thing about it is, and people forget this all the time, They're still 16- and 17-year-old kids, especially on a team like Liberty North that's a lot of sophomores and juniors. And you you could sit there and tell them and get into them all week long and say, hey, this is a team with talent. They're going to look across the line and go, oh, didn't we beat them like 35-7 to or 42-7? to Yeah, okay, coach. We'll we'll be ready. And then they find themselves in a dogfight. So yeah, I think that's a good wake-up call. If you're going to have it, have it the first week. Uh, You know, get things, you know, motivated and and you know, it's one of those things always you always have play. that one
0: game, right? E, uh, on a state championship yeah. run, every time it seems like you're that one game in the playoff where we got to find a way to win. It wasn't and pretty, we, right? You It's you, by the skin of your teeth sometimes, but you survive in advance.
1: Well, and in a playoff run, if there's things you're harping on them about and they're not getting and they still win by three touchdowns, then you have a hard time fixing it. I remember talking to Coach Appleby in Mill Valley right after they lost that game, and he goes, he goes, you never need a loss. He goes, you never want a loss. He said, but when you guys lost to free state, he goes, all the things we've been telling them that needed to get better. They were like, Oh, like, hey. yeah, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and he said, they really like fixed those things and have gone on set. So for Liberty North, it was probably a good eye opener to, to say the least.
0: Absolutely. Um, I like the battles that, um, Parts of the metro area had with the southwest part of Missouri yeah. last week. Dion, a, a couple battles that southwest southwest part won, and a couple battles that the uh, the uh, the Kansas City area won. You had Ozark Kickapoo, what Joplin and Nixa all playing local teams. Joplin and Nixa getting victories, but then uh, Ray Peck and Lee Summit North able to able to move on.
1: Yeah, at least some North just rolled those arc. Uh, they were the eighth seed in that district. And uh, Ray Peck had a little more tougher time than close game with, kick, with, yeah. with Kickapoo. Um, but I think Kickapoo's kind of solid. I don't know if they're spectacular. Nix and Joplin are good teams. Um, you know, Joplin's lost two games. They beat Web City. They've lost two games to Nixon and to Carthage. Carthage is undefeated in Class 5. Uh, Nixon's only losses to Carthage. So that little kind of group down there you throw in Web City are all pretty good teams. So at Lee some did a good job against Joplin, and hopefully – uh, you know, there wasn't. I think there was a, a solid game. There, were, Joplin supposedly was missing some players, uh, so it was one of those things that maybe they weren't at full strength. At least went down there and gave them a game. At least West wasn't really even in the game with Nixa, but I think that's a lot to do with Nixa. Um, mm-hmm. So no, you've got good. You've got good district semifinals in that district with with uh, Ray Peck and Lisa North this week is one of our Remax Big Three games, and then Nixa and Joplin. So you know, if Ray Peck pulls the upset, they're heading south, uh, no matter yep. what, as a four seed. So you know, they they know that. If they're gonna if they're gonna make it back to the semis for a third straight year and really uh, you know get things going, they're gonna have to do some, be some road warriors over
0: the next couple of weeks. Who's better, Joplin or Nix? It do you think?
1: I think Nix is. Nix yeah. beat him in the regular season, um, and they've got an outstanding tailback. And you know, Nix is a team that gave Ray Peck some issues last year in the district final, um, That's right. and then That's right, and so you know, and beat Lee the West last year in the district semi. So. Yeah, it definitely – they're definitely a good program. They, um, we talked a little bit about last week. They got a coach that moved up from Mississippi um, two years ago and took a pretty solid team um, with some good athletes and really kind of got them um, pointed in the right direction because, you know, it wasn't that long ago, you know, eh, six, six, seven years ago, uh, they were in the Class 5 state championship game. They knocked off Park Hill, uh, albeit after Park Hill lost three quarterbacks in a stunning loss or stunning win over Fort Osage where the Fort Osage kicker missed a chip shot in the quarterfinal game <laughs> – and then Park Hill had to go play Nixa at Nixa without really a quarterback at all. It's like the year before Billy Maples, Billy Maples was a freshman on that team. They were like, yeah, oh, we can't throw a freshman out there. They had, they literally had no quarterback uh, but that was a pretty good Nixa team. So Nixa's had some players and they, and they continue to have some players. they're uh, so their team to watch. I mean, if you're at least some North uh, and Ray Pack and Joplin don't be stunned if, if you're playing against Nixa and Nixa Beach.
0: Absolutely. Um so, the big news coming out of the uh, Missouri side this week is that the suburban conferences are splitting into fifths. Yes. I guess now we're going to have five, five. suburban uh, conferences as opposed to four. Why that move and what what will we see from it, Dion?
1: Well, es- essentially, in a football sense, uh, it, you'll go five, six gold, silver. Now there's a silver, five, five, seven. So, red, white, and blue. That's the number five, of that's the number. teams in each. If you, if you would, there's 28 teams. If they would have gone four sevens, um, essentially what you've done is that you created the silver, which has six teams. And so your, your gold and I'm going to be, I'm, I may have to look it up, but I, I know the top two off the top of my head. The gold is blue Springs, blue Springs South Liberty, North and Ray Peck.
0: And it all blue, goes Peck, by school size.
1: And least Summit West and school size. And then the next six are Liberty Um, Lee Summit North, Lee Summit, Park Hill, Park Hill South, and Staley. Currently, Staley is the only class five team in those two two (coughs) leagues. So that's gold. It
0: goes gold, gold, silver, silver, red, red, white, blue.
1: blue. Yeah. So now that being said, there is a decent chance that Staley could be class six in football the next cycle, next year. They were really close this year. And if that happens, then those top two divisions are all class six schools. That's probably the best way to do it. Um, and then the next one's down is red, white, and blue, and it's a lot of the same teams. The North Kansas City Oak Park, I think, is in um, – if only there was a website that had it listed. I guess I can look that up. I'm, I'm not that dense. Um,
0: Are you uh, – have you listed it yet?
1: <laughs> yeah, we we've got it out there yesterday. and uh, yeah. Got it out there on Tuesday. So your suburban red is Fort Osage, North Kansas City, Oak Park, St. Joe Central, and Truman, which is basically what the white – or what the red was – Moving Fort Osage and Oak, uh, Fort Osage and Truman up. Uh, your white is Belton, Grain Valley, Platte County, Raytown, and Crisman, which basically moves Platte County up. And then your blue is basically everybody but Platte County, with Excelsior Springs moving in because they're coming back into the conference for the first time since 2007. Yeah. So Grandview, Kearney, Raytown, South, Ruskin,
0: Smithville, and Winnetka. Are there two more teams they could add to get to five sixes? I guess.
1: Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a talk. I mean, that's one of those, um, questions you,
0: that you have to go up to St. Joe or, uh, yeah, I mean, places like same, that?
1: St. Joe Benton and St. Joe Lafayette, there's still currently three high schools in St. Joe. Um, there's talk of closing one of them. Um, and that would, maybe they increase might want to get size them, the, two, increase yeah. the size of the other two. Um, and, and that might bring them in. I don't know how much they're wanting their smaller school to be in with the, the suburban conference. Yeah. Uh, people always talk about Harrisonville. As a team, that's right? They're um, not the in yep. The big, the big situation is uh, being able to fill out the 14 sports. You know, all the sports that are in there. You know, Van Horn is an independent school, but they they still don't have all the sports. I don't think they have like girls' right. golf and tennis and things like that. Uh, and that's even though it was a class four school. So those are three schools right there. You know, whatever the whatever the combo is, which I'm assuming it's going to be a combo of Benton and Lafayette, or, or Lafayette stays, Benton closes, and everything kind of shifts um that's what I've heard I'm not trying to close betting on anybody um but that's kind of what I've heard things would would be and then you know maybe a Van Horn a Harrisonville and that would get them to 30 heck I mean down the line so if you got if you would add those three that would get you to 31 there's talk of a Park Hill new high school in the next five to ten years yeah so there's 32 Lee Summit could be at that point in the next five to ten years that's
0: 33 reinvent some colors.
1: Well, you could go to five sevens yeah. if you got the 35 center. People have talked about center. Um, and then, a and, uh, Grover and Odessa. I don't know if they'll ever get big enough for that because they're still going to be class three. Um, and I don't know, blue Springs, I don't think will open a new high school. Yeah, probably not in the next five to 10, but after that, I mean, that's, or, and, and I think Ray Peck, there's also discussion whether Ray Peck would split. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, you could easily get to 35 and have five sevens,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, there was all kinds of. I heard all kinds of crazy things coming out of there. Like they wanted to rank one to twenty eight in every sport and split it into conferences after they ranked them one to oh twenty eight based on. And I was like, "This is talk of people who've never sat through a seating meeting for yeah. a basketball." You tournament. want to do that for every sport? <laughs> it's a nightmare. And I, I just think that sometimes people overthink things. And 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 so we'll see how this goes. I mean, they've gone to five. I don't think they're going back to four, unless you know schools start closing or dropping out of the conference. We'll see. I, I think some people say they like it in terms of football because it opens up the non-con a little more. And you're not locked into some teams. Um, I think like the North Kansas cities and people like that probably like it just because they may not have to play up as much um, with those Class Six schools being kind of in that two, that gold and silver. And so they'll play against each other a lot more. Uh, yeah. So now it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And like I said, but it was 2008 when they went from three to four um, when Staley came in to make it 25 schools. Uh, so it's, it's taken them a little bit of time. You know, when Liberty North came in, they stayed at 25 because Hickman mills closed uh, and then they've added grain Valley and Smithville to get the 27. And now Excelsior Springs comes back in they left in 2007 and Platte County took their spot. I kind of had to reverse engineer this on Tuesday night because I'm a, a geek about this kind of stuff. And I wanted, I had to know when they came in and by figuring out who came in and who left and like funny. Excelsior going to t- Excelsior and Platt County coming in in 2007 and or Excelsior going in Platte County coming in, in 2007 kept them at at uh, 24 because they were three eighths at the time, and then they brought in Staley that made it 25, and that's when they went to four
0: um, leagues. And they you could write away. the Wikipedia page for uh, Missouri. I, you uh, know there was a
1: guy a few years ago conference. who was writing who had written suburban conference history books, and he was selling them somewhere, and you could still find it on the web. I have emailed and called, and those are no longer active. Okay. Numbers or emails. I'm, he was an older gentleman. I am nervous that he may no longer be with us. Oh, no. And and then getting those and getting the copy of those books would be tough. Uh, There's another good source for some of that stuff is the examiner itself. Uh, Dick, the late Dick Purr, used to keep, I mean, probably going back to the 60s, records on every sport for conference records and things like that. That is, I have been told in a cabinet somewhere, even though they have moved offices in the last year and when they downsized from their current yeah. office. So that'd be a good thing to know. Sunflower League, there's some places out on the web that has all that history um, that you can find. And I've got a couple places that bookmarked. Now, if somebody takes the sites down, I'm screwed. But, you know, the EKL and Sunflower, there's a little bit more out there. And there's a guy, it's called Kansas Football History I just found in the last yeah. month. And it's not bad. He's getting stuff out there. Um, and that's a pretty good spot for records and conferences and um, to go back. And, you know, there's there used to be, you know, K-Preps goes back to about 2008. Um, but anything that goes back into the 50s on anything is great. You know, just history in that sense. I mean, that's one of those things that is fun to talk about. It, you know, if you had more time, I'd love to, uh, you know, dive into it myself and do some of that stuff. But uh, you, that's one of those things that, that takes a lot of time yeah. to round up and type in if you're going to put it online.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do um, our Remax, big three games yep. of the week. Over on the Kansas City of China Mission Northwest and Olathe West. It's going to be on Spectrum Sports. That's a rematch of a great game. I North would – ran out to a big lead, and the West came all the way back and got him.
1: Hey, let's have those guys just play seven. I, I think those two teams are fun. They're seven well games? Coached. Yeah, just make it a seven-game series because it's going to be a great – each one of them are going to be a great game. That They're just kind of built for the what each of them on defense are not good at, the other team is good at. So yes. it's really kind of – I mean, they can score and they're fun. And uh, two really well-coached teams, I mean, T.J. O'Neal – and His staff do a great job at Olathe West. You see how they've just gotten good right out of the box, and we've seen what Bo Black has done at Shawnee Mission Northwest, where they were like non-existent, and now they're not only are they were they good when they had that good group of seniors, those guys went bye bye. He took his tight end and said, "You're going to play quarterback," yeah. and he and he, you know, he you know, the first game didn't go well, and and uh, Blake Reeder, you know, kind of, I think his confidence might have been shook a little bit. But all he's done has been fantastic the rest of the season, and and so. Uh, those two games, those two teams, I, I love that game. I, I'm yeah. I'm excited to see highlights from that <laughs> and, and and see how that goes.
0: Yeah. Olathe North and Olathe Northwest also in Kansas 6A East. Um Northwest's been odd this year that they'll <laughs> lose some bottom feeders, but they'll beat some big boys like Olathe North.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think you know they they lost the first time around. They beat Olathe West also. Um they beat uh they beat Olathe West early in the season. That was kind of an eye opener. Yeah. Um, Aaron Hafner has done a great job over there in four years at Olathe Northwest. Their six and three record ties the best record they've ever had. Uh, six wins is the most they've ever had. Um, and, you know, he told us in an interview that's going to air this week that, uh, you know, they have 27 seniors, which is a pretty good number. It's not fantastic for a six A school. You'd like to be 35 or so like that, but they have more seniors than they did freshmen that first year. That class has grown. Uh, class, that class has grown. And that yeah. says a lot about what they're doing. And that's, that's a good thing. Because yeah. I think Olathe Northwest can be—I mean, all the Olathe's can 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 compete. I think if the, if things are going well in terms of what they've got going on, so no, it's uh, it's good to see them. You know, Olathe East was pretty good last year, and then they took a step back this year.
0: Yeah, you know, they're and, the so only Olathe not playing football right now. All four yeah. finished, uh, past the first round.
1: So no, so, I, that's a, I, I, think I, I, well. I think I like Olathe North in this game, but uh, good for Olathe Northwest—they're having a good season.
0: All right, so here we go. St. James finally down playing uh, 4A teams. They'll take on Baser here in round two of the 4A playoffs. Undefeated Baser. This has the feeling of like a what should be a semifinal game, but how it's uh, paired up these guys are matching up in week two.
1: Yeah, the 1-8 matchup, and, and it's a great matchup of styles because Baser's defense is really good this year, and they like to run the ball. We know that St. James, they run the air raid offense. They get the ball out quick, and they've got receivers, and Jackson House is having a great – here, you know, Warren and Nissen, their receivers are fantastic. They've got a good-sized line. Um, they're running the ball a little better now that, now that their offense is clicking. Um, they're able to get the running game going. They, they, they throw to run um, a little bit. But Baser-Linwood, Zach Sizemore is an outstanding tailback and really does everything for them. And that defense has been just outstanding. You know, they gave up 27 to Pittsburgh two weeks ago, and, and that was kind of like the first time they'd given up some, some points. They gave up 21 to center and 27. Everything else has been two scores or less. Uh, so it's definitely a different baser team in the last few years when they used to be shootout out central it was like, you got to get to, if you're baser, you had to get to 40, just to yeah. like you had a chance to win a game. So unfortunately this is definitely a spot where these are two really good teams. And one of them is going to be sitting at home next week. And the other one might go on to win the state championship and do it easily.
0: Yep. Uh, Remax big three on the Missouri side. Looks like this center and summit Christian. I like the uh, small school matchups here to summit Christian have enough to to hang with the Yellow Jackets?
1: Well, I'm hoping that uh, there's some pretty good injuries on center. I'm hearing that maybe the quarterback, Joseph Vick, is out. He may have torn an ACL. Oh, against no. Prep, and then the, the Jacoby Love uh, may have t- done an ankle. Uh, that being said, Todd Burke, the coach at Summit Christian, sounded even more nervous because they've got two little scat backs that they may just run Wildcat with. And he's like, he's like, they've got tons of speed. And, and yeah. he said, you know, we're going to have to be physical with them and do what we do. And that's what that's what's going to be is a great match. And these are these are two well coached, really good teams. Um, and some of Christian just continues to do well under Coach Burke. And um, that's a good they've had a good run. And of course, we know center with Brian Long does year in, year out. So good one. That's a good semifinal. And on the other side of that's Odessa Pleasant Hill in that district. And Pleasant Hill's playing really good. Pleasant that's Hill's a rematch. A yeah, that's a rematch from a good game. And Odessa, you know, they're still they're still clicking along. Um, but, but this is going to be another good test for them. So that's a good that's a that's a good final four in that district.
0: Uh, Platt County hosting North Kansas City. That's a rematch of a week four game in which Platt County got the uh, the shutout. North Kansas City kind of hit some rough times as of late. They have uh, enough of the tank to, uh, to get a win here.
1: Well, their offense has come to life the last few weeks. The defense has been playing pretty well, um, and the offense has picked things up, and their special teams have picked things up. They scored 56 against Chrisman in that game. They got down in that game early and, and came back, and Coach Douglas said he really liked the way his kids kind of answered. And, um, yeah. you know, we talked to him about – you know they're getting to this point. Yeah, you know, they've been to this point. They've been to a district final a couple times. They've been to the district semis a couple times, yeah. and that wasn't something they were doing seven eight years ago. But now they are. They, they have yet to really break through and get that district win. Um, like a beating in the Platte County would probably put them in pretty good shape. You know, Fort Osage is on the other side. They're playing Staley. but uh, they're, they, But he said that that is one of the things that he's proud of. Is you know not just saying oh we've got to get that district win. We've got to go deep into the, the state saying, hey, we're at least at the point where we're here every year. You put yourself in position to, to be in district semifinals and district finals. You, put, you keep putting yourself in those positions. Eventually you will break through because kids, you know, they, they know what it's about. So this is a game where Platt County's defense has been outstanding all season long. Their offense has been pretty good uh, most of the year. I think they had a little – they got down a little bit. To, you know, San Jose Central kind of scored with them a little bit early in that game, but I think that's a tough game for them to get focused for too. And, and these two teams played each other so much. Uh, coaches know each other real well a lot of respect on both sides uh defensively um you know when north kansas city beat them in the regular season two years ago um they did it with pick sixes and t- kickoff returns and two pick six in that game so they definitely could score different ways and and their offense is finally kind of getting getting its feet under it and, and playing
0: pretty well right now uh last but not least is lee summit north and ray peck this is another rematch of a lopsided game. It was 41 yeah. 14 in favor of the Broncos, at least on the North last time. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a much closer one this time. Right. That kind of feels like they're getting into form.
1: Yeah. They're getting their offense together. And we talked to Coach Martin. He said, Yeah, we're, you know, we had a lot. He goes, We had so many new faces, um, you know, that, that it was it was taking them time to get things going, but they're getting it going now. The defense is playing, has played pretty well all season long. I mean, they gave a lot of points to Lisa Summit the North. And uh, he said, You know, it feels like they, their offensive line is playing better. Uh, but this is going to be a knockdown drag out game. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to at least hit a half of that uh, and come back and start uh, cutting highlights for, for you guys and, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, get out and watch that one. That one's close to the house so I can, I can get out and watch it. Plus it's a good game.
0: Nice. Uh,
1: I think, I think it's going to be a very physical game, a very tough game. And the one thing you can't count out of right pack is the team that has been to um, semifinals the last year, won a state championship been in district finals the last few years. There's, you know, when kids do it over and over, sometimes it's just in the DNA that they don't know any better, that maybe they aren't as good as the team across the way. And they just think, well, we're supposed to win these games. This is where we're at. You know, I, I, I joke about Blue Spring South softball, not that we talk about softball in this thing. They just went to their fifth final four out of six. They went and they won two titles and went to two other title games. And, and some of these teams, you know, the, the, two, you. the two champion team, teams, the first championship team was nails. They were mm-hmm. great. You fully expected them to win. The next one that won it wasn't that good and didn't really play that well until the end of the season. This mm-hmm. team was pretty good, but these are girls that have been to the final four three out of four years, yeah. and there's something to be said about that. You, Absolutely, you, Mill Valley. I mean, look at what they've done. Some of those teams—they hang their hat on
0: that this year, although they Bishop, played great. But yeah, yeah Bishop Miege, knowing the, uh, no one knowing the ropes. Bishop Miege
1: had a run, you know, a couple, you know, they had the dominant runs, but they also at the beginning of that kind of just had their DNA, like, hey, this is what we do. We go deep. And and um, even the, their last couple, they weren't quite as dominant, but they still just got going deep. And and you're looking at the same James that's doing the same thing. They just kind of turn on at the right time because they think that's what it is. So that's the thing with Ray Pack, you got to be careful. They are still a champion until someone ends their season.
0: All right, uh, a couple more, Dion, and then we will uh, get out of here. Park Hill and Park Hill South, Blue Valley West and Blue Valley, a couple brother-v-brother games yes. uh, this week that intrigued me. Who uh who gets the who gets the win in those?
1: I you know I like the way Park Hill played against Rockhurst last week in a tough physical game. They're going to need to play that way again. Um, their quarterback I think it's Kendrick Bell, Ronnie's little brother, um, is dangerous, and Park Hill South's going to have to contain him. That being said, Park Hill South's defense is really pretty good, and they are tough and big and physical. I think they're they're bigger than Park Hill right now. Um, they're more and they're more physical. Also, their running game, Briggs-Bartosh got hurt a couple weeks ago. Louis has stepped in for them and done a fantastic job. And Nathan Rico, the quarterback, is playing at a high level. And, you know, he's got a good – good, Moody Rubin, one of the best receivers, players in the city. Um, so they've got they, – their offense is back to doing what they're doing. And, and um, I really like the way they're playing. I, I, like, I like Park Hill South in that game. Um, and to probably get a Liberty North-Park Hill South
0: district mm-hmm.
1: final. Though I think Liberty's playing well too. So uh, and Liberty North can't come out and play like they did you Know they can't look past anybody, so because Liberty's pretty good. So I like that. Blue Valley, Blue Valley West, it kind of goes back to what three weeks ago when they played, and then right. It was a close yeah.
0: game. Blue Valley got the win, though.
1: And in, in the second half, they kind of went what they call their rhino package, where they went big and then Grayson Holbert just ran the ball out of the quarterback spot. Yeah,
0: 2317, Blue Valley uh got the win at, at West. This one will be at Blue Valley.
1: Yeah, so Blue Valley West is a good football team. It's if you were gonna look back and go. Oh, well, they only got to the second round. You'd be like, no, you could have put them in a different bracket somewhere. And yeah. they, you know, they came over and pounded Raytown in the non con. So that's a, they're a good football team.
0: Uh, yeah. West I like was games. getting that game 17 to 10 going yeah. into the fourth quarter. And then Blue Valley scored the final uh, 13 points.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, Blue Valley West handled uh, St. Thomas Aquinas kind of like the you know last team to beat them. And um, so, no, yeah. it's, uh, it's, those are good games. That's what you want to see in second round games, good, tough games. And I think that there's a lot of them this week, which is great.
0: All right, one last one here. Uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas goes to Spring Hill. We saw Spring Hill kind of dominate the regular season in, in Kansas 5A. Then kind of they lost that last game to Eudora. Got the win last week. Aquinas going on the road. Do you think this could be a test for the uh, for the Saints, or is it just kind of Mill Valley and Aquinas just kind of uh, paving away for each other once again?
1: You know, I, I like Spring Hill and what they've done this year. They kind of started taking on water the last few weeks a little bit. Um, I'm hearing and I haven't lost their quarterback, the right? Quarterback or quarterback they- Fletcher Panky. He's been out. He's been out and that hurts him. He was a good player. Yeah. Um, and and they, sh- they should feel no shame even if they lose this game. They've had a great season. They're a good football team and um, coach feedback has done a great job down there. But Aquinas seems like they've kind of got it figured out again. Um, their, their line is playing really well. Um, they're getting ahead of teams. They're running their flex bone. Um, their problem. Aquinas' problem comes when they get behind. Um, yeah. And when they get up on you, they don't have problems. Sure. <laughs> they, they, they run what they want. Sean Carroll's fantastic. And uh, I think Max Ford has played a little bit better for them at the quarterback. And the, the, if he can, if he can just do a little bit passing the ball, they don't have to pass it much, just enough to just, just get it off, get the other team kind of backed off just a hair that makes Sean Carroll almost unstoppable. Yeah. And the defensive line is so good. So that, 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 I think we could be barreling towards a Mill Valley. Um, uh st thomas aquinas matchup but they both have some business to take care of before they get there
0: they do yeah there's going to be uh there's going to be there's going to be games we always talk about there's going to be that that game in the uh in the playoffs that you got to take uh take care of uh, well, at least I, DeSoto,
1: I, at least the soto's not on the mill valley side this this time
0: right yeah but they got to go to pittsburgh and yeah, then, pittsburgh. uh but that that's a good team and then um so yeah there's there's some teams out there lurking although the winner of the mill valley st uh thomas aquinas game has represented Kansas five a I believe the last
1: six years yeah I think so
0: yeah from 2015 to uh, maybe yeah. 2014 so from 2014 to 2020 um, yeah. um, but yeah we'll see I call I call it moving week Dion right yes. uh, we a golf the quarterfinals and the semis are the are the best now you got to get in position it's like Saturday of a of a big Masters golf tournament. it's moving day right there this yeah. week is moving week and a lot no of doubt. good
1: Masters. no doubt about that I think it's be a good week and and then the next week is really probably maybe the best, Oof. close to the best week in, in football. Yep. The next, the, depending on which side, is, and like a quarterfinal week is really good in Missouri. Um, and the, and the, it's quarterfinal week next week in Kansas. I think quarterfinals are always
0: the really yep. good ones, but uh, the next couple of weeks are really good. Awesome. Uh, be sure to check it out at uh, prepskc.com all night long. Any scores you need, check out, uh, check out, Dion's website i will have all the scores for you, up-to-date scores, all that stuff. You'll be very impressed. And then uh, check out our Under the Light show at 10.15, roughly 10.15 on Friday night uh, as we'll bring you uh, all the highlights that uh, we captured and Dion's crew captured as well. 15 minutes of high school coverage on Friday night. You can't beat it right here on KSHB 41. For Dion, I'm Mick. We'll see you next time on Snap Tackle Pop.